welcome to Tweet the Leader You podcast where we chat about realistic leadership theories. On today's podcast, we'll be highlighting African Heritage Month, and I have the amazing Noemi here with us. And thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Awesome. And we have the amazing two co-hosts, Josh <laughs> and Rex. What's going on, guys? Pretty good. Pretty I'm good. happy to be back again. So yeah, same here. On today's episode, we'll be talking about. Um, Noemi's amazing um, thesis that she's written, and I'm going to give her the opportunity to just share a bit about the thesis, and then we'll go into the question period and go from there. So that sounds good. Yeah. So, in a nutshell, <laughs> the our project investigates the relationship between racial stress mm. and cognitive functioning. Mm. And then we're also looking at um, factors that could protect from that impaired cognitive functioning. Mm. So things like um, ethnic identity, nativity mm. status, and racial socialization. Mm, that's really good. Um, do you think, and I love this, the, the thesis um, area <laughs> of focus, self-awareness and self-identity, uh-huh. do, you, do you see that sometimes as being um, judged in today's community? Um, what do you mean? Like how I identify, for yes. instance, leading this project? Yes. Um, probably, <laughs> I want to say. Um, it's very difficult for me to separate like the professional part of the, pro- the project mm. and the personal part of the project. Mm. Um, but for sure, like that's, I, I'm always worried that how I look will take away from the actual research, mm. you know? Well, sometimes, I mean, it doesn't matter, you know? Sometimes right. Sometimes it's just, just being your true authentic self in that area. Um, but talk more about the deeper thoughts of, of what was the main outcome that you wanted to get from the thesis. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm going to backtrack a little bit and just yeah. tell you how the project came about. Yeah. And then that will make more sense. I like, how <laughs> yeah. they do choose this whole project. So yeah. right. let's get to it for sure. So um, I come from an a interracial household. I have one white parent and one black parent. Okay. Um, but my black parent was adopted at birth into a white family. Mm-hmm. And so my entire family is white. Yeah. And they very much operated under like a colorblind model. So right. we never really talked about race, mm-hmm. either for my parent or for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but in May of 2020, when George Floyd was murdered and the ensuing protests happened, then I had like all of these questions and I turned to my family and had some very difficult conversations, but I never really got answers. All I had was, well, this is happening in the States. It's not really it's happening, happening in Canada. Canada. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, wait a second, that's not right. Mm -hmm. And so I'm a scientist at heart. So my first instinct was to turn to data. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And Mm -hmm. Canadian data particularly. Mm -hmm. But we don't have a lot. Mm -hmm. Like there are some narrative accounts in fields like education and sociology and things like that. But Mm -hmm. on the quantitative side of things and the more like neuroscience and cognitive science side of things, there's like nothing. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And so Canadian you know, culture. Right? Wow. And I'm sure that's contributed to the like pat ourselves on the back. We're doing so good. Right, exactly. Right? But that's not the case. So um, I remember somebody saying to effect change, do what you can with the tools and knowledge that you have at the mm-hmm. moment that you have them. Mm-hmm. And I knew right. I had this project coming up. Yeah. And so I came, I came up to my faculty advisor at the time. I was like, I have this. <laughs> I want to do something about it. I don't know what, but I have to do something about this. Yeah. And she was like, 
yeah, okay, let's do it. Let's run with it. And that's kind of how we developed and conceptualized the project. Awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. Wow. Wow. Gee, I, I don't know. So, how, okay, how did you feel like when you were doing this research and you was like, like, there isn't really much data. So how did you, where you are today, like coming up with some, such a, a large impact? Right, so... Like, how did you feel? How I felt? Yeah, well, like when you was looking and there was no research, like there wasn't much data to go on, like how did you, you feel like, you felt lost and you felt like, oh, like, yeah, should I even go about it? It's a little disheartening because mm. you're like, there's all these amazing scientists in the field and nobody is actually looking at it. Right. Um, but there's a lot, a lot of data in the States. Okay. So I was able to kind of turn to that and gotcha. being like, okay, let's take this data and try to conceptualize how that could apply to Canada, absolutely, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Because we're different, but not that different. Fair, fair. <laughs> amazing, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, I know we had the, I know, so the, so you all started because of George Floyd, was it that or was it like before that? Was it even I think before that? It was just a catalyst for me to, to start talking with my family mm. and then the responses that I got from family right. members pushed me to into that um, okay. track, I guess. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Well, I'm done with questions, but I, <laughs> I, I, I just wanted to find that out. Yeah, sure. I guess in terms of the research, I guess it'd be important to talk about what you found, I suppose, and what kind of what your main outcome or like main points yeah, of focus were after. Yeah. Right. So we don't have any official findings. We're, the project is still ongoing, actually. Nicholas yeah. Hickens, who is a member of the community, um, has taken over for me. So he's okay. working on that project. Um, but there. to interview him too, maybe. That would be, I'm sure he has <laughs> a lot to, to, to say. He had to bring more awareness to For sure. Absolutely. That's, that's really important. That would be interesting. Yeah, so, um, yeah, he's taken over. The project is still ongoing. Mm -hmm. But one thing that's had a major impact already is the technology that we used for that research. Because, so in, in our neuroscience lab at the Mount, we work with electroencephalogram okay, technology, okay. which is like the little cap Mount that Sun you put on, right? The great university of all time. Yes. We're all about students. We're all about So yeah, we do EEG and it's a cap that you put on and then you slide the electrodes in the little slits on the cap. Okay. And we're able to pick up like electrical signals from the brain and read it, quote unquote, read okay. it. Um, the, the problem is with that is that the electrodes have to be really close to the scalp mm. to be able to pick up those signals. Right. And with people that have hair yeah, like this, exactly. it doesn't work. Right, okay. It doesn't work. And so we had to find a way around that. And that's like, um, that had contributed to exclusionary practices. Mm -hmm. Black people are not part of the samples right. in EG studies because the technology mm -hmm. doesn't fit. Okay. Yeah. And so... I turned to data again, and there was one other person in Pittsburgh. Okay. Her name is Arna Letienne. She's a black engineer, mm -hmm. and she had found the same problem. She was like, oh, this isn't working. Right. And so she had developed like those new clips. They're like little butterfly clips. I can't okay. do it with my fingers, but it kind of looks like this. Okay. And so you insert that between cornrows, okay. and that's what keeps the electrodes on the head. You don't need a cap. You just need the clips okay. and have your hair cornrowed back. And gives you the same results. Yeah. Okay. And so we contacted her. Right. She is amazing. <laughs> Such a smart woman. And yeah. she was so willing to 
to collaborate with us. Maybe she'd interview her too. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she'd be. Right. I'm sure she'd be open. Yeah, um, yeah. She's in Pittsburgh, though. You'll have to do it. Oh, we'll fly her. We'll fly her. We'll fly her. Technically, you fly people on the air. We'll do that. Right. No, we'll virtually um, interview her. That'll For be sure. pretty good. Yeah. So that's like the second fold of the project that kind of emerged. Yeah. A little accidentally, but not so much. Yeah. Um, and now that has had an impact and that's changed the way that mm. research is conducted, not just race research, but all EG research mm. at the Mount already. Okay. So like participants are, are made aware that they may be like, quote unquote, screened for hair type. And then if they have like, I'm talking type three, type four hair, right. that's okay. quite long, then they will be asked to have their hair cornrowed and just to allow at least, even if we're still using the cap, at least we have like some exposed scalp and able to get some data, yeah, it's pretty cool. So is it just for females or is it for males? Well, like, you'd be fine. Okay, I'll be fine, <laughs> yeah. Sure. Sure. yeah. Okay. Um, I think it's it's for everyone. Okay. Like, as long as your hair is a certain length right. and a certain texture, right. then you'd, you'd have to have your hair cornrowed okay. if you right. want to participate, right? Okay, that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. That is really interesting. Wow. That, that's, that, that's amazing. And, I think it's really good to talk about data and research and development and all that good stuff to see where um, goes in. Because the project is ongoing, I think that it's really good that we can have uh, another conversation with um, your other colleague and also um, the other individual who we spoke about earlier. Um, because we want to try to bring research and theory and different mm -hmm. um, um, data you call it right. um, to the podcast <laughs> i think that that's really good to talk about history because history is very important um to talk about that so thank you so much for coming out to the podcast today thanks for um, having to share me a bit about this and we look forward to um hearing more about the thesis because i i want to follow this 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 thesis same, story i just want to let you know that <laughs> i will be um emailing you saying how's the thesis going do we want to come back <laughs> on the podcast or should we actually invite you back on um what what inspirational um, fault or message would you leave our audience today from this research that you're doing and how it applies to the community and all that good stuff? What would you, um, it, it could be something that can keep them to be open-minded in some ways um, or just a thought that you may have. Yeah. Right, no pressure. No pressure, <laughs> no pressure, no pressure, yeah. yeah. Um, I think for me, the, the key point of this is that, you know, implicit biases, the they're everywhere in mm -hmm. everything that we do. Um, and if you are like a person from the community, don't be afraid to take your space. When you enter that room and take your space, because you will have an experience and a perspective that other people have had in their blind spot. And so you can mm -hmm. absolutely make a difference right. and don't be afraid to take your space. Don't be afraid to take your space. Own, own that it. Space. Yeah. And own that space. Hashtag. Don't <laughs> be afraid to take your space. Tweet the review. Ha. I just love. I, I, I'm like doing all these hashtags because I think I it's see. really important to, mm -hmm. to share because um, ownership is very important. I, I was going to end the episode, but you just brought me into a whole different like asking <laughs> question. I think it's really good um, to take ownership, and it's really good to take initiative when you're self-aware of yourself and where you're going. And I encourage people on this episode that as you continue to listen, like um, Naomi said, take ownership and continue to move forward in this world because you were created to be a change maker. You were born to stand out. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and we'll see you at the next one.